But here's what he says are five signs of the last days. Tell me if this doesn't sound familiar. Number one, scoffers. You need to know this if you really are a Christian. Your faith will be mocked. You will be opposed. The media will never be for you. The platforms will always be against you. And the algorithms will never favor you. This world will mock you, scoff at you, lie about you, and oppose you. I tell that not to discourage you, but for you to be prepared to deal with reality. Right. If you wake up and you go into this world or you are on social media or you're enjoying entertainment and you expect this world to love you, you need to know this. Jesus told us that the world hated him and if we love him, it's gonna hate us. You just need to accept that. Number two, ungodly passions. And what this means is as we get toward the last days, not only will scoffing of Christ and Christians increase, but so will temptation to sin. And what he's saying is, as we get closer to the second coming of Jesus, it'll be a lot easier to do the wrong thing than the right thing. You won't have to put in any effort to sin, but holiness, you're gonna have a fight on your hands. That everything in the culture in the world is going to make sin more readily available. And let me just say, technology has absolutely helped fulfill this prophecy. If you wanna lie right now, you can do it bigger and quicker than ever. If you wanna slander, if you wanna gossip, if you wanna steal, if you wanna lust, if you wanna attack, if you wanna do evil, you can now do it globally, instantly, permanently. And how many of you right now, you've been walking with the Lord for maybe 20, 30, 40, 50 years, and the condition of the world in which we live is deteriorating so quickly that it's rather shocking to you that things that a few people would do in the dark seem to be the things that everyone is now doing in the light. The shame is gone and the sin has come. Number three, divisions. There will be hot and cold. There will be those who are for Christ and those who are anti-Christ. And division literally means two visions. And so what this means is the Christian and the non-Christian, we don't see some things differently. We see everything differently. The Christian and the non-Christian agree on very little. We come from God, not evolution. We're under God's authority. We're not independent of authority. We're sinners. We're not good people. We can't fix our problem because we are the problem versus I am the hope of the world and I'm a snowflake and one of a kind and the world is blessed to have me. Right? We disagree on gender. We disagree on which bathrooms and pronouns to use. There's just quote unquote division. So the point is this, pick your team. And the point is this, you're going to get in trouble. So just make the decision who or what you will get in trouble for. If there is a conflict, a division between God and the world, if you side with the world, you will have conflict with God. If you side with God, you'll have conflict with the world. The question is not, are you going to get in trouble? The question is, are you gonna get in the right good kind of trouble? In addition, he talks about worldly people. These are people who um, love the world. Uh, there was recently a poll out, I found it was amazing. Uh, the majority of, I won't say the political party, but there was a certain political party that was polled and they determined by majority that they felt that America was a moral country today. See, <laughs> so you chuckle, you'd be the other political party. So anyways, <laughs> so, but some people look at the world, they're like, this is going great. Like we, this is, man, this is really going the direction I was hoping. Those are worldly people. If you 
look at the world and don't throw up in your mouth, you're worldly. Okay, that's how you know who the, that's how you know who the non-worldly people are, okay? And, and what this is, this means you are now an outlier, you're an outcast, you're a minority, you're a weirdo, you're an oddball. Just embrace it. The majority of the world, one person's excited, the rest are praying about it. Hey. <laughs> Humble beginnings, don't overlook humble beginnings. Um, and so within this though, the world, it's just filled with worldly people. They're like, I like it here. This feels like home. The way we think and the way we act and the way we educate our children and the way we conduct our sexuality and the way we do our politics and our economics and our spirituality, this really fits, this feels like home to me, which means it's not home to you. It's not home to you. And the closer we get to the end, the more you long for home and the less this feels like home. And the number five, he says that these people are quote, devoid of the spirit. That's a massive statement. There are those that have the Holy Spirit, they're called Christians, and there are those who do not, they are called the non-Christians. And if you don't live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you only have two options. You live by the power of sinful flesh or the demonic. That's what the Bible teaches. If you live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you manifest the character of Jesus Christ. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, Galatians says. If you don't live by the power of the Holy Spirit, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, and let me just say this as well, this is why non-Christians don't understand us at all. Once you receive the Holy Spirit, you love Jesus. Once you receive the Holy Spirit, you wanna learn the Bible. When you, receive, when you have the Holy Spirit, you're like, I wanna sing and raise my hands. I wanna talk to God, I wanna learn how to pray. I wanna meet some other Christians. Those people used to annoy me and now I'm one of them. You know? <laughs> and what happens when you have the Holy Spirit, let me, just, let me just go down a rabbit trail. You get a new mind, you start to think different. You get a new heart, you start to feel different. You get a new identity, you see yourself different. You have new desires. And this is the secret of the Christian life. I just feel like saying this. I say it a lot, but I just feel like saying it. I've read the Bible every day since God saved me at the age of 19. And people are like, how do you do that? I don't know. I just like it. I like reading the Bible. I don't, I don't read the Bible so I could preach. I preach because I like reading the Bible, right? For me, I like Jesus. I like prayer. I like singing. I like the Bible. I, I like to live in God's will. I like to talk to people about Jesus. And it's not because God put a gun at my head, it's because he put the spirit in my soul, okay? And I, I like the Christian life. I tried the non-Christian life, it's not better. It's not better. And if you've, if you've, if you've not tried it, just take my word, it sucks, it just does, it's not better. So he talks about people devoid of the spirit. You're like, they don't wanna learn the Bible. They don't wanna pray. They don't wanna know God. They don't wanna repent of their sin. Yeah, they don't have the Holy Spirit. Once you receive the Holy Spirit, you live differently because God makes you different. Now, if you don't live by the power of the Holy Spirit, again, your only two options are the flesh or the demonic. And the flesh is your sinful, foolish, short-sighted, addicted to the dopamine hit, very stupid series of decision-making probabilities. That's what it is. And if you live according to the flesh, you're, you're, gonna, you're just gonna make a lot of bad decisions that cause a lot of pain in your life. And you're gonna be you're like, oh, I don't know what happened. You're like, well, you spent all your money, you, know, you, you drink too much, you 
you're on social media yelling at people, you're filled with bitterness, um, you know, you, you think you're a victim, like your whole world is just self-destruction. And what happens is that if you live in the flesh, it's like gravity. Eventually, if you just keep living in the flesh, then what comes is the demonic. Now the worst version of you shows up. Now you become a dangerous person. You're not just self-destructing, but you're dangerous toward others. And this is where some people never intended to cause the kind of damage that they do. And it was just living in the flesh over a long period of time. And then eventually they sunk all the way into the demonic. Well, hey, podcast pals, it's uh, Pastor Mark Driscoll here saying thank you for tuning in. I've had the honor of teaching the Bible for around 30 years. Happy to report I got my cancel card about a decade ago. Nice to get that out of the way. And now I'm back in uh, zombie mode, man. You can't kill me. And if you would do me a solid, I could really use your help. Number one, rate this podcast. Everybody gives me one in five star reviews. I need you to give me a five star. In addition, uh, review the podcast. Tell them it's good, it's helpful, it's fun, it's authentic, it's genuine, it's down the fairway, it's all about Jesus and uh, share it, uh, let your friends know, let your family know. And if you wanna trigger your enemies, let them know too. I've been triggering woke joke folks since the mid 90s and glad to keep up the fight.